Good morning, everyone. With me is Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning, Kevin. Now, I know you run a lot. Have you been able to these past couple weeks? I certainly have. It's been, uh, it's just always a great way to start the day. And uh, my Husky definitely appreciates the effort. So mm. this morning, it was absolutely beautiful. Well, now all those Huskies out there are going to be jealous. <laughs> that is probably true. Also, congrats to all the athletes involved in state sport championships this spring. Oh, my goodness. We had such a great uh, experience at those state tournaments in Anchorage. We had a lot of track athletes at both high schools uh, competing and competing well. And then, of course, in soccer, uh, for the first time ever, we had uh, JDHS boys and girls soccer win the state championship uh, at this on the same year and our boys played Thunder Mountain High School uh, boys in the finals so really the two championship games it was quite a Juno showcase well, congratulations to the student athletes yes it was a very very nice showing so how is the summer school operation shaping up so far well, we have got uh, students in summer school. We've had them in all of June, and it's going very well. So we have um, several different programs going on in the district, uh, and uh, so they're going very well, and we'll be continuing for another week or so. And where's the enrollment at, would you say? Well, uh, that is always the big question as we head into the fall. Uh, we projected uh, 4,313 students, so that's our target mark we're looking for. Uh, we don't have an exact number yet, uh, but we do um, watch that carefully once we get into mid-August. Um, it is important for families to know that if they are arriving in Juneau and uh, need to get registered, that they can go to uh, the district website, they can call the district office, we'll get them headed in the right direction but uh, we can definitely get them good information now whether they're entering kindergarten students or any other grade level funny enough i meant the summer school enrollment but that oh, works all, okay, the, all, the, all the well too yes yes summer school enrollment i don't have exact numbers but we are full um so mm. we have we've operated at a full capacity for summer school and uh i know students uh and families are really appreciating the time that they're having and and then of course there's a lot of other educational opportunities in Juneau that the community supports and um and so it's great our kids are very active and and continuing learning through the summer months which is super important very good now riverbend has a new name tell us what happens now that is uh, one of the decisions that was made this this past uh, week or so, uh, and so it is now final, and uh, Riverbend Elementary School will become Kakdugu Wuhin, uh, which is a very special gifted name, and uh, we will start the process slowly. We don't make you really huge right or left turns when we augment uh, a name or, or change a school name, uh, so we'll start adding it to the website. Uh, we do register that name with uh, the Department of Education. Uh, and so we're doing that process this month. And uh, I know that the school community has already spent time this past spring with students uh, learning about the name, uh, learning how to say the name. And that those activities will certainly continue once uh, students and staff return in August. And uh, replacing the Riverbend Elementary on top of the entrance, that may take a moment. <laughs> yes, we, we usually do those types of replacements as they are needed. Uh, and so um, we'll take that as it comes um, for sure. So 
it made me wonder about more schools that have not been gifted a name yet. What do you think about other schools receiving gifted names, if that were to happen in the future? That's a really good question, Kevin. And we've had quite a bit of discussion around that. And up to this point, how the district has approached this process is really on an individual school by school basis. So that that school community is the place where any conversation originates. We have options, right? As you well know from a past being a past board member, we could create some sort of policy and we could say an initiative, we're going to do this from a district standpoint, but we've chosen not to do that. Um, we've chosen to really let each school community work through that process. And then from there, we have an approval process. Uh, the board is uh, interested in establishing a school renaming pro- policy because that was one difference here with Riverbend Elementary School that we hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. All of the other gifted names have been augmented names, so like Juno Douglas High School, Yada Atkathe, um, Sayek Gastineau, uh, we have Sit Atishana Glacier Valley Elementary School. But this was a full name replacement. And we discovered through the process that we really don't have a board policy that specifically addresses a full school name replacement mm. process. So that's something that the board will be taking up in the fall to get that established in case we ever run into this situation again. And, and this was different from Dezante Kahini because when that was built, it was given that It was name that per- original name, correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. Under, yep. Understood. But on the topic of Riverbend, I was driving down Riverside the other day and saw some work happening at the school. There's so much work going on at, at uh, um, Kuktagoohin uh, now. Now we need to get... Ro- That's right. <laughs> we need to get used to that. We have to get used to that. Um, the, riv- the roof we actually started working on before students were done for the year because we know that we have this window and we have a lot of work to do. So they've been working on the roof for quite some time. They are working late. If you, Depending on when you drove down Riverside, I know the other day about 7 30 that the crew was still on the roof so we're maximizing our daylight hours with that crew inside of course we're replacing all the flooring wallboards etc so there's a lot of work also going on on the inside of that school no more buckets on floors we are going to have uh, a school year start next fall yes with no buckets on the floor in classrooms collecting drip droppings from uh the The ceiling yeah Yeah. the ceiling yep so on another topic the board had adopted the policy on cultural regalia during graduation and i imagine it won't be too hard of a policy to implement right it really won't be because this has been our practice Uh, but the board felt very strongly um, that they wanted to really memorialize the practice in a policy to ensure in the future that other decisions couldn't be made. There are places in the world where regalia is not welcome at graduation ceremonies and other um, so uh, type of events. And so the, the school board really did a nice job. Um, Martin Stepton bringing this idea forward and then the policy committee working on it and having lots of collaboration from our Alaska Native community. Uh, 
through many different venues. And so it we really took our time on it. And even though it's in practice what we do, it's an important policy once you start writing things down in this form. And so we wanted to make sure it was really inclusive of all cultures. And even this spring at, at our re, at our graduations, uh, I was able to see regalia from multiple cultural communities uh, being displayed at graduation. And, and it's, it's really a neat way for families to um, represent their cultural context in a very, very special uh, event. And so the policy uh, was has now been finalized in a final reading and we'll go into our policy um, updates and uh, again the board just did a really nice job developing it and then really relying on a lot of our community members to help guide us and and make sure we had it it, uh, written down well and and inclusively was there any policy to base this off of that are already at school districts or is this this is one we started from scratch. As you know, we sometimes rely on our um, Alaska Association of School Boards mm-hmm. uh, policies as drafts to get us started, but this is one of our own. Uh, so, uh, And we have a couple like that in, in Juneau. Another one the board uh, really uh, stepped up and uh, did was the language revitalization policy that really articulates, again, the board's support and the district's support for uh, the Clinket language and and our role in trying to support the revitalization of that. So we have a few unique ones in Juneau that, again, the board's super proud of. Another homegrown policy. Exactly. So tell us about this new curriculum for the Clinket Culture Language and Literacy Program. I understand that was adopted recently. Uh, yes, uh, it was adopted in final reading, and it's another one of those situations where our, our Clinket um, culture language uh, and literacy program is sort of a school within a school housed at Harborview Elementary, and it's a K-5 program. And uh, those uh, folks there have really worked collectively on developing some curriculums around standards and and. and getting things written down so that we can really support these students very consistently and sustain that over time. And so uh, it's been a really neat collaborative project, again, with a lot of input from um, the Alaska Native community and elders uh, who who play a very important role in that program. Uh, And so uh, it's a really nice product, and um, the program is very proud of it, and it's uh, very impactful to the day-to-day experience of students there. One might wonder when it'll go past K-5. Well, that is work we're talking about. We're really trying to sort out how we could expand it. Uh, we, You participated in previous years on the Language Revitalization Task Force mm-hmm. that we did collectively with some community members, and um, that's one of the hopeful outcomes of that um, is that we can expand it. So uh, there are a lot of logistics in how we do that. Right now what we're doing in lieu of that is focusing some language opportunities at middle school and at high school so that we have language presence in our schools, middle school and high school, where students can take Clinket language classes. That whole continuum. Correct. Mm. Yep. So that they can um, really keep learning that language part. It's, again, it's different than the whole TCLL program, but it is one way that we've been able to extend that experience. Well, very good. Well, we'll have more with Weiss after the break, so stay tuned. That's right. You will hear it. Now we're back with Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss. 
Bridget, has there been any developments in this milk incident investigation? Well, we have been uh, receiving um, uh, updates, you know, as as Nana has worked their way through it. Really, I don't, it's hard for me to tell what's an update and what's new information or not, because, it, you know, we've had our head very um, much into this, of course, uh, in the past week. Uh, and uh, the board had a meeting on Friday where they were able to receive an update from Nana officials. Uh, we have, um, Nana has dove pretty deep into corrective action plans to understand exactly what happened, how it happened. Um, you know, it, it really is one of those situations where nobody can understand how it happened when they first hear it. It's it's really a horrible situation and, and one that, that uh, we just feel so horrible that it has happened. Um, we do now understand really what happened and how it happened. Um, and of course, even with that, it just never should have happened. So, so we are uh, spending a lot of time focusing on our families, how to support them. Um, the we did immediately upon the incident start getting agencies involved that very day. So, as you know, Juneau Police Department did an investigation. They started that Tuesday. Uh, that report has not been made public yet. Uh, I haven't seen that report yet, uh, but I believe it's finished, and we will likely see that in the next day or two. Um, if there's a version of that that can be made public, it'll be made public. Uh, and so um, we are um, also looking how we serve families in the re in real time because this is a very important child care program for our community. And so one of the changes we made as an example was this week on Tuesday, we started with grab-and-go lunches, which is what you and I would call sack lunches. Um, and uh, we know that in every sack lunch, liquid the beverage is served in an individual container sealed um, l rather than a larger um, uh, container that would be serve multiple kids out of the same container so these are sealed individual containers carton of milk which is not what was served before um, and, that's, and, and that's something that a lot of folks were confused about first off they they didn't know that cartons aren't served it's it's by mixing right it depends on the day and the need um, because there are different sources of milk that we use depending on what access we have and um, unfortunately that day uh, there were no cartons available and so uh, they went to use a different option and um, and then here we are so but for the remainder of the summer all of our summer programming uh, um, that is receiving meal service will have uh, these grab-and-go lunches. So from what I understand, the contract with Nana expires uh, this month on the 30th. What could that mean for food services if it is not renewed by that time? Well, we have a couple different contracts with Nana. Uh, one is for our summer programming. So it gets, I think some people have confused that a little bit. We have a contract for summer that will be effective through any of our summer programming. Oh, I see. So, so it's the summer, there's a summer contract and then there's a school year contract. Exactly. Okay. So our summer contract will continue um, while we finish serving our summer programs. Our ongoing contract that covers our school year service does expire and before the board a couple of times has been the renewal of the addendum. So we have a multi-year contract, but each year we do an addendum. 
Um, the board has postponed their final decision on that while we continue to get more information on this incident uh, for very obvious reasons. The board wants to do their due diligence and make sure um, that we have explored all options and um, that we uh, have all the information needed and any assurances from NANA in their follow-up and their corrective action plans. So when you're talking about other options, has the district ever tried to do its own food program or is it just too expensive, would you say? We haven't ever in the history um, done our own meal service. We've used some different contractors along the way. Um, it is a tricky business doing food service in Alaska. So uh, every community is very different um, because of their access to supplies, the size of their district, their access to employee uh, resource, etc. We have just never done that. Um, we're looking, you know, at all options at this point, um, but though there's a lot of considerations, especially given that it is late June, and in order to pull off providing service to families in on August 16th, which is our first day of school, food has to be ordered and so forth. So we do have some deadlines that we're kind of up against. Um, and so all of those factors will be weighed in this decision making for sure. Okay. And on a, on a different matter, update us on the negotiation process with the teacher support staff and administrator unions. Well, good news is that with our JESS, which is Juno Educational Support Staff, our, all of our classified employees, uh, we have successfully successfully negotiated a contract and the board, uh, it was approved, ratified by the union and then approved in final reading by the school board recently. So uh, we have that one complete and we'll um, move forward with all changes and so forth for the fall. The teacher union, uh, we are still in midst of negotiation. We took a little hiatus um, after the school year ended uh, so people could do other things uh, for a bit. We'll meet again with them in late July and continue working. So that one, we're still in the process. And then our last one is our uh, administrator association. So all of our certified administrators and uh, that we are just getting started. So typically that's what we do. We start with classified, certified, and then administrators, and then there's some overlap. And so um, we will start the administrator one soon. Well, there goes the board member break during July. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or at least district staff break uh, during July will be a little bit uh, tough to get. But, but yes, um, it, there's a lot yet to do for sure in that way. Well, if there's any seven of you listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> so from what I understand that there, that uh, with with the unions, when, when do they typically, they, they, the, typically the negotiations wrap up by the time the school year starts, so. That we would hope so. Um, we typically operate on three-year contracts, and that's what we were able to successfully negotiate with Jess was a three-year contract. Uh, so it'll be, you know, our time is running short. As always in Juneau in the summertime, it seems like something happens to June and July. They're very fleeting weeks and days in Juneau when we have this nice daylight and beautiful blue skies. Uh, the same is true of negotiations. Time is fleeting. So, uh, you know, the, the teams on both uh, groups will come back together and they'll work very diligently to see how efficiently they can come to some resolution. Um, and uh, depending on how that falls, there are 
different things that could happen in terms of process, but uh, we will start that up again um, about the third week of July. Is there anything you'd like to add today? Uh, gosh, just a really big thank you uh, to our families um, who, f- for sure, the, our families who were involved in our rally uh, program at Glacier Valley. Um, it's uh, pretty traumatic to hear that uh, whether your child was involved or not, it's pretty traumatic to hear that something was served um, that shouldn't have been served. And so, um we have worked diligently to get them good information, to be in touch uh, and so forth, but I really appreciate um, their patience um, and support as we work our way through this. And um, otherwise, just we are excited about all the work going on in the district for maintenance purposes this summer. We have projects at every one of our schools. We talked about Riverbend, uh, but we really have projects at all every school except two. Uh, we have work going on between roof work or... Um, lots of outdoor work it's a good time when we get in and clear out trees and get better clearings around schools and so forth so uh, we're making hay while while we can this summer at our at our facilities and um, that again is in due to big support from cbj um, and how they support our facilities so other than that i just hope everybody enjoys this next week with this amazing gift of weather we're going to have indeed well thank you bridget thank you kevin And thank you all for tuning in today, this June 23rd. This is Kevin Allen, Fraction Line, signing off.